There is a form of multimedia entertainment beyond that which is good. These games are as vast in number as they are terrible. They dwell in the dark recesses of history, unearthed from the pits of the bargain bin. These are the games of horror. This is Garbage Game Night. Welcome to Garbage Game Night, a spooky podcast about horrifying games that we're bringing back from the dead. I'll be your ghoulish guide this evening as we face terrors beyond your worst nightmares. Or it won't be that bad, it'll just kind of be mediocre, but hopefully still entertaining. We kind of get them both here on Garbage Game Night, but let me introduce my accomplices this evening. Vicious Victor, how are you tonight? Kind of going with like the, if you got another one, I'm I'm open to it. I was trying to go with like the Simpsons, you know, credits that they do. No. Oh, sure. No. You'll take Vicious See, that though? sounds a lot more Victorious? Upbeat, it's, just, it's the Halloween we're, episode. We're looking for spookies. Yeah. Vagrant. Velvety? Velvety. Yeah, Velveteen? Vagrant. Like the rabbit? Velveteen. Yeah, like the rabbit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I guess Vicious is fine. It's more what you're going for. I'm good. How are good. you? I, I'm excellent. Thank you. Oh, wow. Someone asked me how I'm doing already. Uh, oh, we're still doing yeah. that? We're still doing that. And not only that, Hunter, who's back with us now, uh... Uh, I have now incorporated a scoreboard so that we can keep track of things. And uh, so hold on, let me let me put this on the board. So the points the, finally do matter. The points matter, but they're still made up. Uh, I came up with that tagline myself. I swear to God, if any of you say I don't, <laughs> didn't. Okay. Wait, so do got, I get a point for asking how you're doing? Yeah, yeah, that's the nor the normal rule that it. No one asked me for so long how I was doing on this podcast <laughs> that I started awarding points for people asking me how I'm doing. And now I I force people to come on my podcast and I bribe them with little trinkets. I'm doing fine. Thanks, Victor. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's still cheaper than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. It's, uh, it's, it's an indictment of the healthcare system is what it is that I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, Frightening Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. All right. Uh, glad to have you, Frank. And uh, back, finally, glad to have him back. H horrible hunter is that one okay horrendous <laughs> <It looks> like, <laughs> i mean i know i didn't tell you i was gonna make it until like this morning but you mm -hmm. could have spent more than what the last two <laughs> it, minutes it coming the up first with that? thing that came to mind horrible, horrifying horrible doesn't show up for the podcast hunter it's about horrible. how it's it's Halloween. doesn't even okay. have a camera haunted <laughs> haunted, haunted hunter haunting hauntingly hellacious oh hunter wow. Wow, Hellspawn Hunter, how are you? There, I'm, I'm doing really well. How is your entire family? Wow, uh, let me, let me. I'm only yeah. gonna say this once that this podcast is about me and only me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're doing very well, thank you, Hunter. Good. And I guess Good. you know I should be edited here, Hunter. Half a point. There you go. You get half a point, Hunter. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, and uh, finally, um, oh, corrupt. Okay. Is that okay? Corrupted oh, Carly, oh, how are you this I'll evening? <laughs> I couldn't find uh, one of the honestly. Cursed? Cursed. Oh, these are all Carly. better than what I Cursed. came up with. I, before we get to the game this evening, the last game we played was Deadly Premonition. And, oh boy, that was a. Oh, I got one for you guys. Hold on. Uh, I don't think anyone here has heard this. Hear that? I, I have a sampler now, and I can I can play any sound bit you want. Uh, since Hunter and Carly, you guys weren't here. This is the background music for Deadly Premonition. Did you check out that episode, guys? Hunter, you would have loved it. The YouTube is oh, out yeah, now, yeah. and uh, you'd love it. I think it is. 
it is bizarre. Uh, it's got this music with the the random horn sounds in the background, and I was just yeah, I was going to ask about is, the horn. It is a it is a game. Um, <laughs> It is uh, by legally, definition a game. A game. I uh, we were all I think pretty deeply shook by that. Um, anyone else want to want to retread that ground at all? Anything else to add? Yes. <laughs> I, I uh, mm-hmm. Frank. There's there's a a, a another podcast mm-hmm. uh, that does you know, something similar to what we do, and they did this game. Oh, did I, I forget when. Um, our nemesis uh, that podcast our nemesis oh, I yeah, didn't know that. nemesis okay. podcast yeah i purposely um, don't look well, at their list cuz I, I legitimately yeah, don't want to well, take things well i just that check out done. this to see it we've done it, it's it's crazy how we've done very few games uh crossover yeah it, it, around the same yeah so um i i'd find that kind of interesting um but uh, anyhow uh so I, I i had to listen to that episode and of course they really only talked about that game for maybe half of the episode the other stuff was like other stuff you know yeah. um just how we can be you know off topic um so anyway, but uh, uh, some things I did not know about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, if you don't shower, you get stinky. Yes. And flies fly around you. Mm-hmm. You didn't and you know get, that. Like, you get awarded like a stinky officer <laughs> thing, or you get you get you to pay you get fined for it or something. I don't know. There's like you know a couple other like, little. I tried to cover as much as I possibly could with this game. We went four hours and still didn't get to the stink lines. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, that, I mean, because it is. You I mean what was it? The the average play time was like forty one hours. So I mean, it yeah. is a very dense game. Yeah. And there are it's it's crazy the amount of things you could do in that game. Also, I watched more of the uh, you know that eight hour video with all the cinematics put together. I watched more yeah. of that, you know, mm-hmm. and there is just some real crazy shit. Yeah. Just like, I did oh the main my, I mean, plot, there... but there's some wild stuff that goes on, yeah. Yeah, considering that that guy basically wrote most of it himself, mm-hmm. uh, it's Sweary. crazy. And apparently, when you're driving around, uh, uh, he just keeps talking about, like, movie trivia. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's like a big thing, is, is yeah. the movie trivia. Because, like, I think we encountered it maybe once or twice, but apparently it's very prevalent, and it happens quite a bit yeah. uh, in the game. It's just baffling, mm-hmm. but uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know if you like crazy, long, strange video games, you know where it takes a while to do anything, uh, it could be your game. Yeah, it yeah, could be maybe for you. it's a it's a weird one. It's a game. Like I said, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I after we do any episode, I always follow that that um, game on Twitch. Um, just to see like other people that are playing it. Most games that we do, uh, shocker, no one's playing these games that we do. <laughs> uh, there's a couple that always always have people playing, like Dream Daddy or I Love You, Colonel Sanders. But a new one that I can always bet someone playing is uh, Deadly Premonition. There's always some folks out there <laughs> playing this game, and like I've I've chatted uh, with them a little bit, and a lot of them are like really slowly playing it, exploring every side quest. And I've mentioned a couple times, like yeah, but the ending really turned me off. And uh, like no one is really aware of it, so like that's and they go the, no, the ending turned me on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like that that's not the known part about the game yeah. either. So um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I made a well, point to talk you know about what, Chris, it, but just no one's played that far. Just, yeah, just no one's gotten that far. <laughs> you know. So yeah, but lots of people out there enjoying it because it's this weird, quirky, boring, really long thing. That's uh, like I said, I, I feel like it is kind of like the the room of video games so yeah that's your thing check it out but moving on uh 
I have my soundboard now. I still don't have a Morse code thing. So that YouTube video is out for Deadly Premonition. Um, like I said, the way we're editing these now, I'm able to make the videos along with the, the audio. So um, within a week, we'll have the video version out for these as well. And on episodes where someone else is hosting, I'm doing an old episode. So we're trying to get all those old episodes out there. We're up to a few on our YouTube channel. So make sure to you know subscribe there. And uh, yeah, you can see us playing these games, making these recordings on Twitch as well. The game we are playing this evening, uh, there are few games in video game history as impactful as this, and yet it's still pretty obscure. Uh, whole documentaries have been done about the way that this game changed the industry. It's spooky. Maybe it's horrifying. Uh, some people with clutched pearls said on the record that it's deeply offensive and achieves an unprecedented level of Ooh. realism. It was a major point of focus for the 1993 congressional hearings on video games. In fact, the senator what? from the great state of North Dakota said shame on the publishers for creating such trash. And they had me at trash, honestly. So for tonight, our Halloween episode, we are going to be playing the infamous game Night Trap, which I've just Night put trap. the screen Ooh. on night trap yeah originally released as a fmv game on sega cd in 1992 we will be trying our hand at the 25th anniversary version so has anyone ever have you guys heard of night trap before uh yes not at all but nope. i like the ninja and i like that there's over uh -huh. one and one half hours of real video and i'm going oh, to assume video, that that's yeah. like snuff video so i'm Excited. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about this game, Frank? I know this is a game that, you know, um, I'm putting really putting you on the spot here. Sorry. Old, old <laughs> games that are like, you know, they, they filmed it, but it's like a, a game, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there, there's like a Usually they were like, uh, like big box PC games, but there were some that were on consoles. And I, I think, isn't this like a collector's item? I mean, I've seen some people be like, oh man, I just got Night Trap. And I'm, you know, I've seen. <laughs> I've never like seen a whole lot of it. I've only seen like a couple clips and yeah. like you know stills of it. And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't seem that, inter you know. So I've just never personally sure. uh, gotten into it. But um, isn't it also like it's it's been re-released a couple times? Kind of. I mean, not as much as um, uh, Dragon's Lair. Sure. But I feel like it's had some longevity just because it's uh, um, a game in a different style than a, your average uh, video game. Yeah, and like I said, it is an FMV game, like an interactive video game, um, in the same vein that Dragon's Lair is, although this is a very different style. So um, yeah, no, that that's right. And I'll, before we, we get to playing it here, um, I'll, I'll go through a little bit of the history. All right, so some things about the game before we launch into it, because uh, the history is interesting, and I'll come back to it a bit later. So way back in 1986, uh, before all of us were born, I guess, uh, a group of people around Nolan Bushnell, who was the founder of Atari, uh, he had several companies working in the video game space, and in their group, uh, someone had this had a hold of this concept. It was a device that was an add-on to a VCR. You had a controller that you could press buttons on the controller, and this device that was an add-on to the VCR had four different reels going into the VCR at the same time, and you could switch between the reels, which is a bizarre concept. So they got this device, and they're like, what, what can we actually do with this thing? What can't um, you do with actually, it? Actually, I have a really? picture of it for you. Right? So they got this device, and I'm like, what can we do with this? Well, one of the people of the company, Jim Riley, is already working on uh, interactive video uh, concepts and projects, which, again, I'm not really sure what that means. What could that have been? But uh, he's kind of the Did guy. Did the Gargoyles <laughs> I was just yeah, maybe the Gargoyles that. thing, yeah. That was my so. first intro to 
VHS tape. Yeah, so I mean that's 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 game. an interactive video, I guess. But he's kind of a guy at the center of this moving forward. He has a history and special effects, and they were thinking this could be like a new kind of video game console. This is pretty unique and somewhat desirable because. Um, if you recall, when we talked about Dragon's Lair, they used laser discs to jump around scenes on a DVD, essentially. But this was a way to do it in the VCR medium, which was like everyone had a VCR in their home. So it would be um, more common and cheaper to get into that industry. So they went to make a pitch to Hasbro to buy this thing, Hasbro, the toy company. And they started getting some demos together on what they could actually do. And they were calling the system Nemo at this time, which stood for never mention outside. Um, yeah. In the uh, demos they created for this tech, they were inspired by a a live um, play, like an in-person play. It was this experimental thing where like an audience would go into the, the play and there were like eight rooms or something and the audience could walk around and watch the different rooms of the play that were all going on at the same time. So like avant-garde stuff. But like with that concept in mind, they produced a five-minute working demo called Scene of the Crime where you were in a house and you were switching between the rooms um, like watching these suspicious characters trying to figure out who st was stealing money from a, a vault had like clue overtones and some silly characters, but you're eavesdropping on their conversations with a surveillance system to, to figure out who kind of who done it in the end. So probably just hang by the vault the whole time. Right. And, um, yeah, they, they do include <laughs> that game in, in the 25th anniversary version, and that's exactly how I solved it, Hunter. <laughs> but but, but like, in, in them talking about it, they said, like, you're going to have genius. to go around, you're going to have to listen to the conversations. But, like, there was no. one person who, like, snuck by the vault, and I'm like, oh, she just took it. Even though, like, people went by it later, they couldn't get in. I'm like, well, she was the only one. Anyway, she, anyway it's, it's, the, it's the woman in the blue dress, if you ever play. So <laughs> they fly out to... Oh, it doesn't change? It's not like no, not, no, that does so, not change in that one. Yeah. I mean, they could have different endings, I guess, that would like jump to different parts of the clip. But for, for yeah. that sake, yeah, it was just the one ending for that demo. So they fly out, they pitch it to Hasbro CEO and 22 executives, bro, and they, they loved it. They wanted to get their foot in the door in the video game space. And this like creative approach, like I said, with a low cost barrier to get people to buy the system seemed like a, a great way for them to do it. So they got funding that day. So there was lots of ideation about what to do with a full-fledged game for this. At one point, it was going to be a nightmare on Elm Street tie-in, but they couldn't get the rights. So they did their own uh, script, and it was going to be about uh, a billionaire's mansion. They had a state-of-the-art security system that included traps and gadgets to spring on intruders. And at this billionaire's house, like the daughter is there with his girlfriends having like a slumber party. But then it's attacked by ninjas, like you kind of like you see in the the picture on the slide here for the night trap cover. The uh, Jim Riley thought the ninjas would be cool because like they move in the shadows and like you'd be you would think like oh I think I saw something in the background here, and uh, ninjas you know appealing to kids right. The concept seemed like great to him, and and Hasbro goes great, love it. But like the ninjas were concerned about reproducible violence, which is a new term to him. But uh, <laughs> what what they're saying is that you can't have anything on the screen that the kids could see and do themselves. So kids, like maybe they could get a, a sword or a knife or a throwing stars. We don't we don't want to be associated with that. So Jim Riley and crew were like, okay, well, what if we make it more supernatural? Like we do vampires, and they're like, okay, yeah, great. Kids can't be vampires. Um, <laughs> they can't but, bite but, each other yet. Uh, maybe you know we don't put any ideas in there. Like they all have teeth. <laughs> well, so then as the recording is getting closer and closer, they're like, well, you can't actually have them like sucking blood though. That's a little too violent and maybe sexual. So no teeth. They're like, uh. 
Oh, okay. Well, then we'll give them this. <laughs> That's the first time someone we'll, said that. We'll, <laughs> we'll give them this device that takes blood so they don't have to take it themselves. And Hasbro's like, cool, cool, cool. But um, the vampires, they're, they're not going to like move fast, are they? Uh, that, that might be too scary. So they work into the story that, okay, these vampires are in like a really weakened state and they can't move fast and they're toothless and sick. <laughs> and then as they're doing the costumes, there's apparently just like not the budget or they don't have the costume people to make them look like fancy normal vampires so it's more like they toss a trash bag on them so hasbro gives the thumbs up to this and uh you've cleared all the benchmarks congratulations this is non-reproducible violence and as uh, jim riley says in the interviews he feels like this series of notes created something far more creepy than the original pitch and uh thus ensues the filming of night trap it was over six months filmed and programmed for this game to be done. It was ready to launch on the Nemo system, which was rebranded as Control Vision uh, in 1989 uh, with another interactive movie that they had ready to go for, for the launch. And then Hasbro canceled it. So it turns out it wasn't very economical to make this system after all. It would have been $299 per unit and the NES was selling for $100. Also filming these things was like really expensive. Night Trap cost $1.5 million to produce. Dang. So one of uh, the other producers involved with the, the the project purchased the rights to night trap and three years later along came a system that could actually handle fmv the sega cd um, jim riley the director of night trap gets a call saying like hey remember night trap from five years ago it's gonna come out in 1992 so uh here is the trailer for the sega cd which is the only kind of trailer featurette for this this game night trap i will warn you that it might have been a while since you've seen a sega commercial they come at you really fast they scream at you that you're a teenager and you don't need Nintendo. It's a punch in the face, Sega. Sega, so, Sega uh, <laughs> commercials need trigger warnings. Now. Yeah, yeah, and there's lots of fisheye lenses too, and there's sound effects. Oh, so, no. um, all right, here we go. In your motherfucking face, <laughs> Just when you thought you'd seen everything, the Sega CD. Pretend it's a game. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Sega CD. That, is, that doesn't want to make you buy a Sega Jesus. CD. Are you ready, Hunter, to launch into this game? I I was, but it looked way too scary. So <laughs> you're just, not ready anymore. <laughs> just mentally you're not there comment on the the picture that steam chose for like the little header i don't know if you've seen it it just it like i i saw it and i immediately thought of like the characters from hell uh hellraiser <laughs> oh yeah i don't I see know it. like it's just it's that same time period so i'm kind of uh kind of excited hoping that it's yeah. super gory they they met the benchmarks i'll tell you that oh that's right that's right you yeah they met the that. benchmarks <laughs> so slow moving ninja vampires that don't suck blood themselves mm -hmm. they use a tool to get the blood yeah gotcha gotcha not unlike uh bioshock yeah they have that little little tool that they use to yeah. extract something like that yeah adam so we are now on the the main menu here um basements some extra special features that this game includes and uh survivors a new mode they've had but we're going to jump right into start game we're going to be treated to a little vi uh, video that will give us the plot so hit it All when you're right. ready hunter i'm going to go turn all my lights off really spooky night 
Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Told you it was spooky. Yeah, I, you didn't say it was going to be this spooky. Yeah. Dude, Dana Plato's on it? Dana Plato is actually a known actress. She was in Different Strokes. Everyone here has seen that. Yeah, we're a little out of that age range, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> now, is that, that's the controller for the original uh, game, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're looking at the video, and they have, like, a, a mock-up controller. Someone's controlling as they switch through the surveillance system. I'm mad at Oh, no. No, don't you hate it when sweet that happens? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> the steps weren't steps at all. Yo, that looks like an amazing Nickelodeon game show. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it through the house. This thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I hear that. just got this in last night. All right, listen up. The students that have been coming up to work the resort on this side I of the lake have been disappearing right and left. Local authorities didn't have a clue until our surveillance teams tapped into the winery house right there and taped everything you just saw. What about the cameras and the traps? Probably security. We suspect they're using the winery house as a cover, and they're getting anyone who stumbles onto their scheme, whatever that is. Great mustaches, though. Yeah, it is extremely 80s. This is Kelly. A kid. Come on, isn't she a little young? She's young. She's one of our best. She'll also be working inside. And remember, no one goes in until we get the signal from her. <laughs> that was definitely I there. want to know more about these traps. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing we've got going for us. <laughs> that guy is leaning his chin on the camera cable unit here in the back hallway. Yeah. Which we means, supposed to put it. Which means, very guys, good gun safety. Control control the cameras about gun and safety. the traps. Okay. Well, who God. operates that? <laughs> they do. And who's that? Just broken the fourth wall. I'm not exactly uh, certain. Special operators from control, but we got to work together on this one. Any questions? Yes. Mm. I feel like I'm on a rock and roll. Ride. You guys are our only hope. <laughs> it does feel like that, yeah. Be careful out there, huh? And you, you keep your eyes open. We're all depending on you, especially Kelly. She should be there oh. now. I'll switch you over. Oh, thank God! I looked at my watch at the exact moment she was supposed to be there. <laughs> All right, we're in it. So we are now sitting in front of a control panel where you can click on the different video screens, Hunter, and switch to those views. Oh, oh my God. What are those? Oh, no. This is terrifying. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's somebody in the house. Oh, no. Oh, someone just walked through a bathroom, a fake mirror in the bathroom? All right, we're switching around the cameras. Oh, this is the bad guy music. Oh, that's not the commandos. That's that's no. the bad guys. That's more bad guys. Oh yeah, look at that. So now the little... original game didn't uh, have this kind of interface, right? No, there are multiple like interfaces. A, a Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, like, you can actually you can actually play in the old interface styles too. Right now, you've got a I little like preview. Music stops when the they leave the room. The oh. Yeah. They're like walking out of a window and then immediately entering another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm confused. I don't know what they're. Something. I know how it can be, Tony. Oh, here we go. Some plot. Michael C. Hall. Whoa. 
Looks like this one is uh, going at a one and a half speed. It's kind of going through the living room. Wearing sunglasses in the house. At, wait, is he blind? <laughs> He's not blind. Oh, hey All right, some people arrived in the wood panel station wagon. Has anybody seen my shamwall bag? Which one? You She's got a shamwall? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shamwall. So uncivilized. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell this is Now makes when you say it like that. I thought he was stealing alcohol first. No, they're getting wine. I was so afraid you decided not to come. Oh, no way. Look, they all look like they're there to party, and she's like, let's all go pray. Hi, Megan. She's the classic virgin that, like, ends up killing the bad guy at the end. Oh, yeah. All right, we're putting that call down for Carly. She's going to stay a little Father? I hope this isn't too jarring, but every time I see something happen. Her little brother Danny. Uh, you see little like previews of things happening on the little screens and you want to jump around yeah. and see like why are these people wandering around? How big is this house that nobody Oh, the patriarch of this home, his name is Victor, by the way. Of course. Sheila. Dear Isle Victor. Victors are always evil. Uh -oh. We got a guy walking up from outside. Who's that? That's Weird Eddie. That's <laughs> weird Eddie. Old Weird Eddie. Old Weird Eddie. Eddie. Just neighborhood Just Weird Eddie. And, and get inside. Oh, we saw Why something walking on the, the roof. He came up. He's weird. He's weird. All right, we are at four does. minutes right now. Anywhere, girl. Thank okay. you very much for letting us come up this weekend. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that cut. Good sound. All right, these guys are going to go to the mirror. <gasps> yeah, these, the they're called augers, and they're just wandering all over the house at this point. So do, are any of the, the flashing lights or anything, are they telling you anything? They are telling you several things. One second. Sheila's telling their daughter that they've got to make a visit to the augers this evening. Good night, father. To make a delivery. Good night, daddy. Good night, sir. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye, girls. Oh, I get Have it. Fun. It's a trap. <laughs> They're the evil ones. Bye, Eddie. Uh, we're down. Bye, Eddie. Oh, and let us know when you want to die, Eddie. Whoa. <laughs> this was the 80s. <laughs> a, little, a little aggressive, right? Yeah. To openly threaten someone. You don't do let that. Us know. Oh, we got more. Oh, look at them all. They're so just crawling all over. Another secret door. How did they... The parents have told the kids that uh, it's your job to take care of them. Do you think they can handle it? Of course they can. What could possibly go wrong? They handle what? The, Come on, the guests. Vampires? Party! I'll tell you that this scene is the best scene that's happening right here. Okay. So, Megan, I think, is the liveliest Whoa, one who's got the cassette player on her waist. She's uh, turned on a song and is, is dancing. Uh-oh. She's found a guitar. She's... She's playing the well, air guitar. Well, it's not really an air guitar, is it? I think it's Badman. Are they all dancing? She's definitely playing the strings. You're so crazy. Megan. You might be insane. 
seriously, Megan. Um, you you kind of do this a lot these days. And <laughs> so these are supposed to be security cameras, right? They are security cameras. Sure. Do you appreciate their panning and zooming? <laughs> they seem to have multiple shots framed up for each uh, room. <laughs> Filmed in front of a live CD audience. Oh wait, this is the best scene. Somebody just got kidnapped. Is it Danny? You missed it? Oh, okay. I mean, you can jump oh, over if you want to. But I wanted to make sure we caught is that the song that she's lip syncing to is uh, it's a song called Night Trap, which was written and composed for this game. Oh my god. Sometimes you get lured to a house, you get trapped there. Oh, uh, Danny, the little brother, he wandered off on his own and the, the augers are after him. The putties. <laughs> <laughs> the door shut down. Oh my. Are you blind? <laughs> you being ableist, Victor? Tony. Oh, it's Tony. Blind Tony. Always, yeah. Always wearing the sunglasses inside. We got problems. I think someone's taking control of the system. We'll see if you can get it fixed. If not, we'll have to do it the old-fashioned way. I could take all weekend. The lights off. I got plans. Yeah. Look, it was your uh, job to protect team. Kelly and I'm the rest of those girls. But from what I've just seen, the place is being overrun. You've missed way too many of those suckers. Now, until you figure out how to do your job and do it right, you're dismissed. Breaking contact. Like, stop so, playing the game. The scat team has done an oh, override no. on you, which I don't know if you guys Not caught the before. The name of the team, team is the scat team. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went different directions on that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's oh, two distinct ways you shit, go there. Huh, Hunter? <laughs> you think they like so the eat shit, Hunter? No, I they, are they like the roll around. They're the Sega Control uh, Attack Team, uh, or the Special Control Attack Team on the later releases. That was a lot that came at us real quick. I think that was, what, eight minutes of, of footage we watched maybe there? That's where it got to. Sure. Um, Give or take. So you just kind of launch into it, and you, you can jump between uh, eight rooms. Um, you got the driveway, you got upstairs, hallway, downstairs, hallway, kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, living room, entryway. I think I said them all. Um, <laughs> so you can jump between all those at any point. And at any given time, there's like two or three things happening, like characters on screen. So you're making a decision about what you want to watch. And uh, as we saw, sometimes there's these... <laughs> I don't want to call them vampires. <laughs> they're putties. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, they're, what they are. They're hobbled putties. They're trashies. Power Rangers, yeah, trashies. <laughs> the trashies <laughs> are hobbling around the screen, and they they do like a like like we said in the intro, like they're kind of got the sickened state. So they're 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 hobbling around. They don't look particularly menacing, except that they have some of them have these giant like extendable reacher grabber arms <laughs> um so what we missed and the game didn't really tell you how to do or, or what to do hunter at one point you did ask about like all these flashing lights that are around you uh so and i didn't tell you on purpose because you were doing a great job following the plot and um <laughs> when you're trying to play the game it's surprisingly hard to follow the plot so you can now play it again with trying to actually play it and the way that you do it is you have two little feedback things one color wheel that's just kind of going by the same color it starts on blue so it's just showing that you are on the blue color like you're using the blue color code is what it's telling you and then okay. there's another thing that's blinking green usually and then it'll blink yellow for a second and then red when it hits red you yeah. hit space bar and that's how you tr uh, spring a trap so when you're watching a scene and you see it go red that is when you can spring a trap so you can go ahead and restart and um have a go at catching as many of the trashies as you as you want to <laughs> all right um, we're catching trashies spring a night trap hunter so i should be looking that's for the name trash. Game. 
Frank, please. So here we go. We're watching the trashies. And you'll so get to not learn. Yet, like, not yet. Not yet. So you'll get to learn. Possible exactly. There you go. Oh, God. Oh, oh my goodness. So you sprung Fuck a trap. A, a door opened and a, a wall extended and pushed him out the, out the wall. Classic. That's pretty violent. Wait, what's the possible? What's that stand so for? possible is anytime they enter a scene. Anytime they enter a scene, um, it's it, the possible number raises. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. There's a 90 degree angled wall that kind of revolved around and pushed him out. Oh, a trap, trap door in the floor. He just fell right out. Nice. Handy. So once you miss them, you can't. You can't go back and get them. But, and there is a cutoff, like you saw. They have checkpoints. If you haven't captured a certain percentage, then the game will just end. And you'll learn like where they are in the room, um, like where the traps are. There's a couple traps in each room. Well, you can see the. Oh, and it'll just be like the same. <laughs> Look at that. It, try it, right when you spring the trap, it is cutting to the same footage of like a, a trashy Wait, falling through the floor. That guy didn't give me another. Sometimes you can't get them. Oh, so Sometimes they will just wander through the house and it won't. Right. But as soon as they enter a scene, though, they'll list them as possible. It's not as soon as you miss them. It's as soon as they enter the scene, it's they're listed as possible. Got them. Got them. Gotcha. <laughs> it's trash night. every time. Taking the trash you, out. Gotcha. Can you <laughs> There are opportunities oh, yeah. throughout the game to trap people. And Sarah's coming in with six more tonight. I'm going to kill Brian Tony. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, he's asking I for might it. See <laughs> what he's wearing? He won't see it coming. Please have to go. Be so selfish. Think of So we're watching an entirely different conversation this time. There are some gaps where there is nothing to do except watch the plot. Um, this time we listened to the conversation happen in the kitchen rather than them arrive outside because we stuck with them the whole time. Well, this guy's blind for sure. Yeah. And we're on our own tonight, for them. This feels like a six. That's gotta be some kind of record. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely got there the appropriate vibes. Here we go. Oh, oh yeah. The stairs yeah. turn into a slide and they fall oh, into a pit. Two for one. Two <laughs> trashies at once. Oh no. The closet door oh. pushed out. And, oh no, it's like the bed turned into like a Murphy bed and tossed him out the house. That is elaborate. Oh, a revolving bookcase knocked out that one. So as you can see, Hunter's playing the game, but he's not watching the plot anymore. He's just like jumping around to where the, the trashies are and uh, we've already seen that one. Ejecting them from the house. Yep. Well, if, if you're upset that you've already seen it, get used to that feeling. <laughs> Megan, although she is not like a top bill in this, I think she's the best actor in this. She wanted to be Winona Ryder. She's got that look to her, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We don't want to upset the augers. What if they're talking about two different types of augers? Like, yeah, the augers are bad guys, but then there's also augers, like guys who use augers to make holes. <laughs> different uh, you know, reasons. <laughs> and away we go again. <laughs> hey! So you have found out how to spring an auger off the roof? You mean a trashy. Sorry, a trashy. In the lexicon. It won't let me do it. I okay, oh, so you have reached the six it. minute point. 
there is a there is a point in this game where there's a conversation between uh, people who are the owners of this house who will tell you that let's change the code to a different color. And uh, the code has changed and you need to use your mouse wheel to, to change the color code. And I don't know what color it is because it's random. They'll substitute in while the actors are walking away. Like, let's change the color to yellow. And if, if you did, oh, oh you found yellow. it, it was yellow. Nice. Oh. Good guess. Oh, okay. One of the scat agents has entered the house. Skibbity-bop. <laughs> It's a good thing he has a gun. Yeah, he has an Uzi. Can you trap oh, him? Oh no! Oh. The scat oh, agent has been him. grabbed around the neck by the trocar, it's the called. And they're dragging him off to the basement. Alright, we're talking to an agent on the outside. This is Mike. Jason's inside. Are these... We were. Are they, what, what's, what are the rules of engagement for these agents? Uh, oh. they shoot to kill? The police oh, have well, called the one guy got captured. <laughs> I thought you were doing okay, Hunter. But it looks like you uh, uh you, you did not get what? the appropriate Dude. amount, so it's cut us off at like seven minutes. Oh my god, Chris. Uh, I did I got so many. This this is nineteen ninety-two level difficulty, all right? Uh they they're a little unforgiving with you with you getting this stuff. So all right, so let's talk about the mechanics of this game. So we're all clear for the sake of the podcast. In this game, you are sitting in front of a computer uh, camera monitor like like desk. You've got one big screen and eight smaller ones on the bottom. You can click through the screens and swap them to the big screen to get a better look at what's going on. There's a meter that's normally green, but will change to yellow and then red when you have the opportunity to spring a trap so if there's someone who walks across a trap um not not all the time but you know people you can actually trap you can hit the button and uh any room that you're viewing will have one to three different traps in that room you're sometimes allowed to press that trap button and spring a trap on the victim now since this is all fmv which is recorded video you're watching what's uh, it, what, you, what you're watching is it's it, you're getting to a portion of the video that will then transition to another video that shows the trap activating so your your video of the bad guy walking through the room he gets to a spot on the floor where there's a trap you press the button and then it cuts to a reel of the bad guy falling through the the trap door there um there's one monkey wrench thrown into all this which you found this run three to four times throughout the story the characters will insert a line of dialogue which you have to know where it is and when they say it they'll tell you what they're changing the system's code color to it can be blue green red yellow purple uh, some others and you have to change your dial to match that otherwise your traps won't work anymore so keep in mind there's eight scenes and if you lose track of people who say it then you're really screwed you got really lucky on the last run that you guessed what it was on your first go but so we, we talked a little bit about the development of this game but this version that we're playing um the 25th anniversary version it does does include a fairly extensive interview with the co-creator and director of this game jim riley he sat down with my life in gaming they're a youtube channel that specializes in retro games and hardware you can find the full interview with him on that page or if you buy this game you'll find it in there too some highlights that i thought were interesting from his interview he discusses how um, unique it is to work in this kind of in-between space between movies, uh, the film and the writers and the directors are usually used to controlling the user's experience and video games is all about users having all the control. So, um, they're kind of in this gray area and they found themselves in a room with like a director or programmers, talent managers, uh, writers, and they're trying to figure out how this will actually work. Um, and it was, it was a very confusing process. As he said in the, <laughs> you guys haven't seen the scene yet, but any guess on why they're called augers? These people know that they exist. The augers, the homeowners know that they exist. And one of the, one of the lines of dialogues they deliver is that they have to make a delivery to the augers, which when they say it, it makes it sound like they're talking about like some neighbors like or something. Yeah. Right. 
But later, the people, the the sons, the children that are in the house still overseeing these guests, reference them as the augers and saying, like, hey, we've got a problem. What you heard was they've got a, someone's got control of the security system, but also that, like, the augers are here and they're hungry. So the augers are the, these <laughs> trash bag covered, uh, <laughs> you just saw a uh, weird Eddie. He was outside when you ejected an auger off the roof and he gave you a thumbs up for doing that. Like, oh man, there's someone who's, who's working the traps. Nice work. <laughs> um, so the way you defeat this enemy in this world is to fill your house with traps mm-hmm, and have an elite team of scat members <laughs> take control of the security system. So Jim Riley talks about the writing of this in one of his interviews and the constraints you're working in. Of course, you've got like this overarching story, which we've seen about a third of, but you've got to map out where every character is throughout this arc, what conversations they're having, that it should have some sort of significance. Um, And it all has to be very precisely timed and it's got to motivate them to go to the next scene that they're going to be in. So you'd expect something like this to be like 120 pages, but this was like a a epic novel with like specific times mapped out for multiple things happening 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 simultaneously through different rooms you don't sit down with an actor and talk about like blocking in a normal way you say you have 24 seconds in this room and you need to make it natural that you're going to be going into the this door on your exact mark because then that that scene's going to happen so uh it's it's an extremely complex like thing to set up and honestly like a logistical feat regardless of the outcome of it but like so they, they gave this you know the script as it was to the actors and no one even began to know how to read it but like they said that like everyone got pretty into it for this weird project and they had a really good time making it so um they said megan knew it was up megan knew it was up she was 100 percent on board <laughs> yeah it's like let me let me bring out the the racket and uh yeah i'll, I'll do some air guitar on it so um mm-hmm. the first thing they filmed they filmed these room by room also was they filmed everything that happens in the bedroom all at once they did every shot in the bedroom in in continuity for like things that happen in the bedroom but then the last thing they did was the entryway so these actors are dealing with just i mean that you could read the script but just zero like you know in in shot continuity there's none of that uh, another fun hiccup with their development was jim riley was planning on this being a dark and ed- code. <laughs> you didn't hear it yeah so you really got to no. guess and it won't give you feedback until you've got a red thing oh you, you found it. it it's red nice so another fun hiccup in their development was Jim Riley was planning on this being a really dark and edgy game, which is hard to believe us watching it now because it's got this really campy, silly 80s feel. But um, as originally mentioned with the the ninjas, um, they wanted to be really dark. But when they started shooting and working with the programmers, they realized this thing has got to be like really if you're shooting dark video and then you compress it, it's going to be completely unviewable. Uh, so we've got to light this thing up like it's uh like neon lighting so it's very brightly colored for what it is and um they, they feel like it lost all the feel of what they were going for in in the filming of it mm. yeah so let me turn it over to you guys for a second so feelings victor well it seems like they're just ahead of their time in a lot of ways i mean this is like maybe what, still ahead of their time honestly well yeah i mean <laughs> at least conceptually the whole choose your own adventure thing is always ambitious and uh it's yeah it's like they didn't have the virtual reality kind of capabilities that we have today that would really would have changed things around. And, you know, they were limited a lot by just yeah. their time, I think, because that's, it's a very ambitious project. Yeah. It's a bold undertaking to do this, like eight, eight rooms that, that are all stitched together. And yeah, that's, that's not easy. Oh, I but, uh, you can barely see the rooftop ones. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell when someone's walking across the rooftop on the little mini viewer. I'll throw one more hitch in there for you. Uh, not that you have to deal with it, but on the original Sega CD release, those miniature screens and high resolution showing what's happening in those rooms, they couldn't do that. So it was mm -hmm. a still like a pixelated version of like, this is what a bedroom looks like. <laughs> and you would have to click on that with your controller and uh, uh. switch over to it. But you would have no idea whether there was something actually happening in that room or not. Wow. Yeah. Frank thoughts as a as a person involved and I mean Victor you you are as well but Frank as, as someone who's a, uh, I, I just can't as a, imagine on film sets how before. hard that was, that was like when we were playing um Dragon's Lair and if you turned off the cues to the so, like which direction you should hit <laughs> yeah. it was near yeah, so I so I imagine that's how it was then where if you can't you know there's no reference frame so you're just like oh yeah I don't know so you you had to literally write down yeah every time you did something right so you can go back and be like okay well at this time i did this yeah so there's a master guide on steam that'll tell you the time marks for everything that happens and also one of the reviews which we won't be mentioning in the review section was someone talking about they remember playing this on their sega cd and like that's what they had they had a notebook marking down like this happens at this time this happens this time be in this room at this time and yeah if you <laughs> especially oh, for 100 percent <laughs> yeah the guys with the sunglasses they're the ones who are going to say what color code changes if but, uh, like it's hard to blind follow tony? them yeah blind tony it's hard to follow them though because you're trying to catch the other augers you know or the trashies Trashies. you know so it's it's very difficult all right so we have a guy pulling up in a car now you've made it past one of the checkpoints for sure oh, you're at nine yeah. minutes and 30 okay. seconds this is new, yeah. so he's going to deliver some the code is there's this guy here, a member of the SCAT team. He drives up in his station wagon because in the 80s, everyone drove us in a wood panel station wagon. My mom had one of those, if you remember, Victor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I oh, maybe I it wasn't wood panel. It was a Caprice Classic station wagon, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he, he goes up and he says, like, I'm going to give him the old Jamaican bit. And uh, <laughs> he, he goes in and pretends to be a Jamaican salesman. So that's yeah. something that's happening. It um, calls for it every time. <laughs> <laughs> It's the a great old bit. Jamaican. <laughs> All right, so they're going to go into the kitchen and they open up this cabinet. Now, at this they're point, they captured. The wine. They're stealing the wine, but something they already did was they captured one of the scat members. Uh, and what they do uh, is they haul him up in this cabinet and look at this. Ooh. He's like incapacitated upside down. And, uh, oh, and he's got, they're like, going to hook up a out. tube to him. Oh, yeah. So yeah, in the wine bottles. These augers, these augers are are are, are filling the bottles with some some blood, oh. some human blood. That's what the night trap is. I forget how the rooms connect sometimes. All right, so he's gonna hide in the closet, and this is important. This is getting That's us to one of the more. most. Sorry, he's gonna <laughs> hide in the closet. Now, <laughs> Kelly, I think it is, has no. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now. She's gone. She's wearing a teddy, and she's uh, like a nightgown kind of thing. And she's gone into the bathroom to freshen up. She's working on her hair. And this is one of the most pivotal scenes of the game, so we'll make sure to watch this. I'll turn the audio on here for you. I feel like you're just being a perv. <laughs> this scene will give you those yeah. vibes. This know? isn't gonna work. You're not oh. scaring me. Wait. Oh. What are you doing? No! Hey, he's on the trap. I should be able to. Oh, no, it's not. That's color. All right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't save her. So they're putting the trocar around her neck. Uh, they clamp it around her neck. Zoom in shot on the drill. Oh, oh. Auger. There's the auger. Frank called it. I don't believe what I just saw. Those bloodsuckers just got Lisa, and you had a chance to save her. I put Lisa. the lives of those girls in your hands, and you screwed up. 
I'm pulling the plug on you before you do any more damage. Breaking contact. <laughs> I mean, I did kill 35 augers. He's so dramatic. <laughs> Chill. I, I don't so... Look, okay. there's more blonde girls, all right? <laughs> <laughs> the world is absolutely filled up. Oh, no. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what a... You start all the way from the beginning Ooh. when you get a scat God override. So I'm going to mute you again. Sorry. Or not you, Hunter, but the game. How long is this game? Over you, know, you guys want to you guys want to play some bets about how long this game is? Yes, it's, it's an hour, hour and a half, half of footage, of but footage. that doesn't mean that like the actual like a perfect gameplay. Like, how long do you think this game is? Mm. The full playthrough. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, because there's one person that's the closest. Yes, it is Carly, because it was oh. 25 minutes. Is the full 100 percent playthrough of this wow. game? Frank was closer. I oh, think sorry, Frank you said Frank? 24 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't oh. write it down. So Frank closest with Frank closest with 24 minutes. Sorry. sorry, he needs some points Frank. on the board. Can I can I advocate for a point or maybe a half of one for getting trashies into the? You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I should get and, a point uh, for every capture. You <laughs> <laughs> are in the game, Hunter. I'll give you an additional point, Frank, for uh, your uh, your guess of auger, because that is what it means. That's why they call the augers augers, because they have the device that they named a trackor. Mm. Um, it's, it's got a little auger drill on it, and that's what... I, I don't think that's necessary, honestly. I feel like you could just use for the needle. For draining white women. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Specifically white women. <laughs> There's scourge on the empire, you know what I mean? So I get it. The Empire. Um, <laughs> so speaking of the discs, this was actually a two-disc game for the Sega CD. We were just that bad at storing videos on CDs at that time. And in this game, they've kind of kept some of that. Where the second CD would have transitioned over, it's a, it acts as a checkpoint. So um, if, if you get to that point, which is... We were 13 close. minutes, 13 minutes and 51 seconds. It was right there. He, that, that acts as a save point. You'll be able to continue. So you have to save the blonde girl and then you get the save. Yeah, it's all about saving the blonde girl. Yeah. That son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, traps in this game. I think the, the traps um, are kind of an interesting concept. So he gets to, Jim Riley gets to working on this thing originally and thinks the video surveillance like uh, that they did in the original game um, scene of the crime where you're just watching people. It's like it's a good use of this technology, the system. Well, first of all, cre creepy. But I, I <laughs> to interact with a story better, they wanted to like have the users be able to do something that made them feel like they were involved. Um, but also it wouldn't create new branches for the story. Um, just something to get you more engaged. And how could you do that? So they came up with the idea of traps, which are these little cutaways that allow you to inject a video into the story that doesn't really affect the rest of the story. Of course, there's a cutoff, if we, as we've seen, that if you miss too many of these opportunities to spring a trap, it will play the you failed reel. And there are certain points of the game where if you miss certain augers, it's an instant game over, like we saw with, um, what's her name? The blonde girl in the Lisa. bathroom. Um, yeah. Lisa, sorry, thank you. <laughs> and that, uh, that that's an instant Lisa. game over. The, her name was Lisa. <laughs> Speaking of the traps, all the augers were played by stuntmen with trash bags taped over them and I think uh, nylon pantyhose over, over their faces. But um, <laughs> because they were falling through trap doors, like they needed to be in like a braced position, like ready for <laughs> the floor to fall out underneath them. So what they came up with was the way that they walk. That's why they're uh, always walking in this kind of like mm -hmm. hunched over braced position is I because they uh, were 
just all actors from Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got the original ones. Yeah, they got they got ape vibes. Not Andy Circus. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg. This is pre also pre Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Mark well, Wahlberg was, pre was committing him, uh, hate crimes. Uh, yeah, during was it pre him mm-hmm. committing hate crimes? Or <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. How old are the girls supposed to be? So the girls, it doesn't give them an age, but the plot that we may or may not have caught is that like they met this girl wearing the Victorian dress at the mall. The Victorian girl invited them over to her house, which is a really cool place to party. Yeah, no, no specific age given, but um, it all feels a, a little bit uh, on the edge, doesn't it? It just feels weird. You're in in the in the bedroom. You are in the bedroom, and there You're are like, there are scenes know. where they're, like they're very young. Look out, you know. Just, uh, yeah. And th- and they're like, let's get more comfortable, and they take their top off with their bikini top underneath. So there is definitely this like voyeur kind of atmosphere going on. Also, she never gets out of her Victorian dress. The uh, that girl because um, she's a ghost, right? <laughs> she's a ghost. <laughs> I guess the first. Can you thing- speed run this game? Not really, because you're doing a perfect run is all you're doing. Yeah, so, I mean, using this guide will give you the 100%. Um, and there's multiple endings, depending on, like, the specific things you do at the end, which, I mean, there's multiple endings. Like, we just saw an ending where, I'm forgetting her name because I don't care, Stacy. Um, Stacy got uh, augered. Her name Lisa is got Lisa Paulson. <laughs> Lisa Paulson. Lisa Paulson got augered. Harley uh, is taking over. She's going to give it a shot. It. She's on it? Okay. Victor's contemplating. No. <laughs> I think. Or no, I'm sorry. I meant to say constipated. Oh, haha, <laughs> Frank. It's a real condition. <laughs> we, we need the scat team in. In more ways in than what? one. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> oh, hold on, Frank. This one's for you. There we go. All right. So as I said in the intro, this game was the premier feature of the 1993 congressional hearings on video games. Uh, these hearings get a lot of attention, but they were really only two days. There was one at the end of 1993 in December and a follow-up in March uh, of 1994. So since the beginning of video games, there's kind of been like, you know, a moral concern about the impact of video games on the youths. In 1982, the Surgeon General said that they may be affecting the, the health and wellness of young people and were potentially addictive. But in the 90s, due to a few games in particular, violence uh, in games started making more waves, and particularly because they were being sold in toy stores like Toys R Us, rest in peace. Mm. So um, Mm -hmm. in 1990, Nintendo made up about 90% of the video game market share, and uh, trying to avoid another crash in the video game industry, were being very selective about what kind of games they were licensing for their new platform, the SNES. Uh, Their competitor, on the other hand, Sega, was trying to be as edgy as possible and appeal to uh, the teenagers, hence the edgiest character of all, Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) And uh, they used marketing language like Sega did, that like one of their slogans was, Sega does what a Nintendo don't. Yeah, you know, someone said that in the meeting and was like, damn, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) So edgy. But it worked because by 1992, uh, Sega had 65% of the market share in America overtaking Nintendo. In 1993, there was not a unified rating system yet. Uh, There were a couple small groups that tried, especially with, you know, some some murmurs about it being mandated, which no one in the game industry actually wanted. Um, And prior to Mortal Kombat on the Genesis, Sega hadn't hadn't used a system at all. So they came up with one for the sake of Mortal Kombat that would hopefully quash some concerns. Um, But Nintendo was not going to get on board with their system due to the rivalry. Plus, Nintendo controlled their cartridge manufacturing, so Nintendo could say that, like, we're simply not going to publish something that doesn't meet our standards. 
So Mortal Kombat did stir up some controversy while it was at the arcades where it was first released for, you know, its level of violence. And it's worth noting that what they had at the time was arguably photorealistic sprites. After all, they did use like live action actors to to capture their, you know, like idling images and their kicks and their punches and stuff. And then they would convert them into um, graphics so that, uh, you know, they, they weren't all manually pixel created artwork like you'd normally see. They were photographed or filmed actors and then translated into to pixels. Sega rated their Mortal Kombat MA-13 VRC and wanted to keep uh, all the gore in their game, obviously, when it was ported from the arcade. Nintendo uh, on the SNES did actually have a, a port of Mortal Kombat. It was not very popular because they, they changed the blood to gray, uh, calling it sweat. And, uh, the, you know, they removed, like, heads from spikes and fatalities, that kind of thing. Ah. But <laughs> um, reports uh, say that the, the game on Sega outsold the SNES version 1 to 5. So it did much better on the Sega with all that gore. Also fueling the sentiment for, like, the need for some public ratings was a game called Lethal Enforcers. It used, again, photorealistic imagery and it used light guns, like, you know, Duck Hunt. Uh, and in that game, you were a police officer and you could shoot bad guys and, and you were supposed to be avoiding shooting pedestrians. <sighs> you know, I feel like there's room for a joke there. Yeah. Unlike real life. Um, yeah, so. And I guess that room will stay there. <laughs> anyway, also gun-related homicides were at record highs in, in 1993 um, since since the 70s. So there was a desire to reduce gun violence shown on television. So uh, in 1993, Joe Lieberman, noted for running with Al Gore in 2000 and winning the popular vote but not the election, he announced the congressional hearing where they'd hear from industry leaders, notably about games such as Mortal Kombat and Night Trap. They wanted to seek out a, a content rating system so parents would know what was in the games and this was spurred apparently from joe lieberman like had a staff member who their son wanted them to buy mortal Kombat for them and they checked out the game and were like oh my god this is so violent and then another thing that was like making waves was night trap because it looked like such real violence i guess so um did you see what designer- happened to lisa yeah, I forgot. I forgot her name also. Yeah. But one of the designers of Rob, of Night Trap, Rob Fulop, said that uh, he thought the whole thing was pretty funny. Like they obviously hadn't played the game and didn't know what they were talking about. And this like this old this game that they made like five years ago at this point. <laughs> until he heard from Bob Keeshan, better known as Captain Kangaroo, who Joe Lieberman got to go on TV and, and describe oh, like the game that he had made as a ploy to corrupt the youth. Uh, before he, the hearing, the congressional hearing, the video game industry announced that they had agreed to create and um, all abide by an industry standard rating system in an attempt to kind of diffuse any bad publicity. But they they went to the hearing and, you know, they had psychologists and the president of Nintendo and Sega talking about violence in video games. They had called them all to to speak at the hearing. Byron Dorgan, which sounds like a made-up name from Mass Effect, was a senator from North Dakota at the time of the hearings and said that um, Night Trap is a sick and disgusting video game in my judgment. And he went on to say that it's an effort to trap and kill women. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's not wrong Rob (laughs) Rob Fulop uh, recalls uh, one of the creators he heard in in a news report that the object of Night Trap was to kill or have sex with sexy (laughs) co-eds uh Cole, another senator, said that if you if we don't do something about the content ratings, we will, and and we don't want to, but we can, um, you know, do to do something about these rating systems. So they concluded to have a follow up session in a few months. Doom, what most people regard as the most the first first person shooter, even though it really wasn't, but and, and extremely violent, was released a day after the hearings. So though they never mentioned Doom in any of these hearings, that would obviously make the most largest impact and most violence in video games, arguably, that um, the video game 
namespace had seen yet. Zito, Zito, the CEO and developer, uh, one of the developers of Night Trap, commented that uh, Night Trap, the game, was on the cover of every single newspaper and nightly news at the time, and he understood like why it was like got this attention because it was this new technology that stood out, and it was like an ideal political hand grenade. Like it, it, he actually flew into the hearing beforehand um, and was told that there wouldn't be any time for him to talk, even though they asked him to be there. And during the hearing, uh, Dorgan, the senator, said that it's a shame that Zito couldn't be here and defend this filth. That, and and Zito raises his hand and is like, I'm right here. And Dorgan says, you're out of order. So he sat down. But, um, he, he you went, know what's funny is Zito would go on to be the judge of the O.J. Simpson trial. So... He would oh, be out right. of order yeah. for, again, you're right. Judge wow. Zito. Judge Zito, yeah. We all know. Yeah, I remember that from the Netflix show that I watched, yeah. Yeah. So, but he went on to say that... <laughs> With David Schwimmer? Yeah, <laughs> David Schwimmer, who in every scene would mention, like, my daughters, the Kardashians. Courtney. <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> I want to say... Right, Joel. We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, they were on a break, Frank, so that's not a joke, all right? No, let's not get this start, all right? Diana might be listening to this episode, and then she gets all upset. We're not talking about this, all right? We're not friends. We're not friends anymore. Uh, I, I saw a tweet the other day that... Uh, Gunther died today. Oh, he did. Yesterday, yeah. Gunther, Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a tweet from Gunther. one of the writers of Joey, the you know sequel with Joey. The yeah, off, yeah, that said that like they were canceled, but they still had to make like eight more episodes of Joey for contractual reasons or whatever. And he they kept pitching that like we should have Joey casually mention that Ross and Rachel died in one of these episodes. <laughs> should we have included this? Yes or no? Didn't make it in. Canonically kill him. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but Zito went on to say before he became judge of the OJ Simpson trial, <laughs> he went on to say that they did sell like fifty thousand units of Night Trap a week. Um, after the hearings until it was removed from shelves at Toys R Us and KB. And eventually, um, a couple months later, Sega withdrew the game from all markets, but it still sold like a quarter million units, which is more than this game probably deserves. Deserves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Imagine thinking you're going to get like a super violent game. Yeah, right. You hear how terrible this game is from the congressional hearings and you get this campy nonsense. (laughs) There's a guy named, what's he, Creepy Eddie? Weird Eddie. Weird Eddie, yeah. Uh, 532 in the bedroom. This is how you really play the game. You just have somebody read everything. Honestly, like, I I was looking at this list playing it, and it was still (laughs) extremely difficult. (laughs) So 32 in the bedroom. I mean, this soundtrack, you know, it's a little bit of a banger. Yeah. Frank, how much fog? Okay, driveway now. Driveway now. Uh, at least... Okay, entryway now. I'm gonna entryway. say entryway. Staircase. Five gallons. So Jim Riley is the director of this, like the director of actually the film um, reaction to this. So he hears that the congressional hearing on video games are happening, and he's shocked to hear that like Night Trap is included. And it's a premier feature of these hearings. This is 1993, and they filmed this thing in 1987. And in his view, like, this game has been so neutered and market tested at this point for a giant toy company that it's like, and it's been super compressed, it's overlit. 
and it's the feature of these congressional hearings on violence. <laughs> he said like the trocar <laughs> was the only thing that like was really left that he felt like was violent. And as he points out, like the reel that they put together in the congressional hearings, though, if you show it to someone who's never played uh, like this game, you might think like, wow, this is what kids see in video games, like on, on the norm. And they're training my eight year old to kill people. But like if you <laughs> ask the eight year old, they'll say like, no, that's me losing the game. You know, <laughs> like the context does matter in this case. Like it maybe it is a little violent it's weird but as jim riley points out like night trap was maybe unique at this point because most violence um even like mortal Kombat, even it was captured from original actors like it was very pixelated art but this was a game that was pitched on its realism and like uh, here was a game that had like some level of violence albeit like very weird violence but it was real people that you were watching um so it was like a movie and then you're gonna want to jump to the living room to hear the Where code. Do all the traps lead <laughs> yeah, some of them seem and to like throw out of the house. Are those the same augers that are coming back into the house? I, yes, it's, it's just, unclear. It just it's, they go, oh, that was inconvenient. Let me sneak back into the why house. Does, All right, we'll listen yes. to the code here. So eight fifty nine. Stop the augers, but then have a that setup for map. them to hang somebody. Ugh, not down that again. No. All right, here's the code. They're in on it. All right. Come on, Studley. We better change that code. How about green? Sure. Green. Green. And then nine thirteen delivers. They did do the follow up hearing, and they heard from some more vendors like Walmart and Baggages, Babbages. I, I don't know what that is, but Babbages. Babbages. Are you familiar with Babbages? Binging with Babish. Binging. Yeah, I was just. That's, <laughs> that's different, I, I think. <laughs> no, Bab Babish is a hero, but no, he didn't sell copies of Night Trap. So. Um, but at you the, sure? I don't think he might have. He He's done a lot of stuff. Um, that could have been his come up. So at the follow up hearing, they heard, uh, yeah, from more vendors and from Jack. Heistend of EA, who was part of the new ratings commission that they had all agreed upon. They setting it up a new rating system that all video game developers and system manufacturers uh, uh, agreed upon to like ha have the, the unit in a store that they would have this displayed. That was, they acknowledged, the commission acknowledged that was an important step. Um, in helping parents make informed decisions, um, but really the video game industry ought to practice more self-restraint, they said. So in conclusion, the game was pulled. Night Trap was pulled in 1994. It was eventually given a mature rating uh, a year later and re-released on multiple platforms with a little bit of changes, which you can view. It's <laughs> a good scene that you just skip by in the bathroom, but I know you're trying to capture, capture augers. That's the problem with this game, honestly. <laughs> like there's so much going on, but you're in the business of catching augers or trashies, you know? So you can't really <laughs> see them all. <laughs> So let's talk about some similar games. We've actually done an FMV game before uh, that actually predated this. That was Dragon's Lair, our first viral edition game, which was, you know, us, you know, being in quarantine. That originally came from the arcades in 1983. Of course, that was hand-drawn animation, but uh, it worked on the same principle, kind of skipping from scene to scene to play a game with your inputs. Um, and there's actually another FMV game that we've played. I'm hesitant to mention it, though. Anyone remember the other FMV game that we've played? Fight Club. <laughs> I wish Fight Club was FMV. Hold on, hold on, Chris. It, don't say it was an it. early viral Chris, edition gonna... game, and if you play too much of it, you might get a virus. I don't have to keep helping her. Oh my god! No, no, you can just watch if you want to. But yeah, thirteen, sixteen. <laughs> Is she gonna be okay? Yeah, no, she's screaming, like but she's gonna be all right. She's, she's got this. She's gonna jump out the window. She's gonna jump yep. out. The yep, window. she jumps out the window. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> you weren't wrong. She's wearing her window pants. I don't think it's a good idea for you to be hanging around here at night. Why don't you just go home, okay? Wait, you're in danger. Yeah, weird Did you see those things too? Well, they're nice. called augers or augs, and they're like a vampire. 
Why do you know this? 1415 in the living room. 1415 in the living room? It's gonna tell you another code. I'd feel better if we switched the code again to red. The audio is so bad. Uh, fourteen forty-two in the hallway upstairs is your next one, and then you're on your own, Carly. Uh, <laughs> listen, things are getting really weird around here. Keep your Who eyes you open. Who are you talking to? She knows that you're in the surveillance system. I know, but still. <laughs> okay, so they high five here, which is awesome. <laughs> what? And then yeah, there's your capture at fourteen forty-two. Time to commit crime. <laughs> and then. Uh, the other FMV game that we did, I, I hesitate to mention, but it was Super Seducer. <laughs> oh, you're oh, right. Yeah, Super Seducer. Low. Oh, you just saw Danny zap. He just uh, got a weapon now. Yeah, what? Danny has a weapon. So he talked to Weird Eddie. Is that what it was? Weird Eddie. Weird Eddie. Um, and uh, Weird Eddie gave him this gun that can zap the augers. I don't know why. It just does. Ugh. Um, I thought you meant you don't know why he gave it to him. Well, that, like, that's well, Weird Eddie's like into the... <laughs> oh, and you just saw that like Weird Eddie is inside an auger costume in the hallway. There, he's oh. just... So we, you can accidentally... Oh, inside you, don't accidentally capture Weird Eddie because that will end the oh. game. Oh, no. <laughs> you captured Weird it. Eddie. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I think that ends the game. Yeah, the other FMV game that we played was Super Seducer featuring pickup artist Richard La Ruina. Um, that's technically an interactive movie. Um, but yeah, these games are typically played in a kind of choose-your-own-adventure style. They're really niche and don't have a huge amount of popularity, but some still exist and get created. They're the most prolific series, which has had several entries, is called Tex Murph, and it's on Steam. It's out there. It's it's a little weird, but there's some fans of it that love it. And for a little while there, on the, a little nice period in 2000, 2010 area on YouTube when they introduced annotations, if you remember people were creating like these choose-your-own-adventure YouTube things, where you'd click on the annotations mm -hmm. to jump to the next video. That was a thing for a while, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then in that. 2018, of course, we saw Black Mirror's Bandersnatch, which um, explored this genre uh, genre a little more, which... Genre. Genre, John, genre, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, if you Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude, yeah, sorry. Oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, they're oh, coming in. Yeah, if you look in the bathroom next? or the bedroom, they're screaming. They're being attacked. Um, and they're chasing them into the bedroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. They're fighting them off. Like, yeah, the scene before this, they acknowledge, like, there's there's augers and, like, there's vampire things. But, like, I'm part of a security, uh, the scat crew. And everyone's like, what the hell's a scat crew? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. The thing is, like, there, there are important things happening right now. You're watching the main plot. But the game, if you're following the guide, it's like, no, you need to be looking at the driveway. There's people on the roof you need to eject. <laughs> We got the scat team patrolling the area. Did you oh just, no, you just got, got one of the scat oh team? No. And they just overrode you. Oh no. Oh no. Hey. You killed one of the scat members. I didn't see who it was. I was just scat so focused on the red bar. Yeah. Wow. Skibbity bop. <laughs> All right. So if you hit retry, it's going to restart really you the at shit there, 13. Huh? From the very beginning? No, 13 minutes. Normally we talk about voiceover actors, but these are, you know, real actors on screen here. Perhaps after you've seen some of the videos, it may not be extremely surprising that most of the cast does not have a particularly long resume. Um, there, there are a couple members of note, though. Collins, which is the uh, black member of SCAT, he's played by Arthur Ber Berghart, who had a couple prominent roles in Network. Uh, he does a lot of voiceover work in Transformers and G.I. Joes in the 80s and Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. he continues to do 
uh, video game voiceover work as well. Mike, who's one of the kids, uh, he is played by Blake Gibbons. who would go on to do, <laughs> he would have an episode on Seinfeld, if you remember. You remember the role where Jerry picks up a, a date for uh, a showing of something and uh, he ha- the date has like a live-in guy roommate and he convinces the girlfriend to to dump him because he's really uncomfortable with that he has a male roommate well that's that he goes on to be the male roommate yeah so that's his big claim to fame and you've just seen the scene where yeah they discover that uh in the game you've just found the scene where she takes a bite of cherry pudding i want to say but it's actually like gelatinized blood maybe and they also discover yeah, i was like was that watermelon member hanging in the gummy? closet being was drained gummy of blood. Square? yeah so that's it was jello i mean but that's what they say it was so. yeah i mean those edibles don't hit the same anymore you know I mean? <laughs> she takes a bite and is like this tastes like blood which is a weird thing to say when you take a bite yeah. of anything even if this you suspect very, there's vampires know, poppery, around some iron uh, the most notable lead here is our our, our act, uh, lead actor, at least on credits, is Kelly Dana Plato. She's the our informer on the inside. She was a pretty well-known child actor, portraying Kimberly Drummond on different strokes for 140 episodes, which is, like we said, kind of before all our time. But VH1 named her as one of the most influential child actors, so that's got to mean something, right? Yeah. There have been lots of documentaries. Or a psychologist, yeah. There's been lots of documentaries about her life and career, how, you know, stresses of childhood acting would seemingly be tough on her mental health. And she was written out of different strokes and um, kind of did increasingly low budget things, including some erotic roles. And then she did a film called Desperation Boulevard, seemingly about a, a childhood actor trying to get back on top of Hollywood in 1998. And then she unfortunately did pass away from an overdose later on um, in 1999. Yeah. Her kind of her story, as well as Gary Coleman, kind of drew a lot more attention to the impact on that kind of um, child actors doing that kind of thing so um, on the other side of the camera like we said is James Riley trying to bring the mood back again um, <laughs> uh, Jim Riley as I mentioned before directed this thing he's known for special effects he did multiple years of effects supervision on Ray Donovan 24 House of Lies Californication did a couple episodes of The Office that required um, special effects uh, ER CSI Miami Crossing Jordan so lots of stuff and he's um, done kind of long form interviews about his role in this game on Netflix's high score which is kind of about the history of video games, which did talk about Night Trap um, and also did an interview with My Life in Gaming. Yeah. Oh, and one more. <laughs> the uh, It's pretty interesting that the, the DP for this um, interactive game is a fellow by the name of Don Burgess. This would be the near the beginning of his career, but he would go on to be the uh, DP for 94 film, a little thing called Forrest Gump. <laughs> And then uh, later, Contact, What Lies Beneath, Castaway, oh. the 2002 Spider-Man, Terminator 3, Radio. Uh, it, it, it just keeps going. Book of Eli, Source Code, Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted, Aquaman, <laughs> uh, Christmas Chronicles. Radio. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing, he's DP for the upcoming live action Pinocchio. So he's doing all right. But this is like one of his first projects, Night Trap. Yeah, he he did the lighting and the scene setting and the, uh, yeah, no, he's doing all right, though. Yeah, he's got big projects ahead of him. We're at 1702 right now. 1714 is your next one. That's a game over if you miss in the bedroom. Where is it? Bedroom. (laughs) You got to tell me where I got to (laughs) go. This is important. Chris, you're 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 Lucius Fox right now. You're you're Charlie's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's this moral that we're able to do this. It doesn't matter. It's what the city needs. <laughs> the Dark Knight trap. 
Uh, I was going to say Dana Plato's given off big like Mark Hamill. Deactivate the tr- garbage compactor on the second level. He's <laughs> <laughs> just screaming at the camera. Shut down all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What what is this? What's happening here? (laughs) Any guesses why he has lightning coming out of his fingers? Uh, Also, any guess you make is wrong. Uh, Because he's Thor, God of Thunder. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't it. Uh, Because he put his finger in an outlet earlier that day. (laughs) Static electricity is rubbing his feet on the carpet. (laughs) His uh, no, I know what's called. What's the thing? The heart thing. His pacemaker oh, is acting pacemaker. up. Um, yeah, it's just kind of touch on the plot here. So there are five teens headed out towards an estate. Kelly, Ashley, Lisa, Cindy, and Megan. Kelly is an undercover agent with SCAT. Uh, Danny is the nerdy little brother of Lisa that also came along. Through listening to certain conversations, she'll put together the Martin family feeds the local augers. And they're starting to say that like they, they're going to make a trip out to the augers. And it sounds like they're, they're visiting some neighbors at first. But the kids, uh, so the kids are going to have to entertain these guests. Like even before this happens, though, you've you've had several opportunities to spot augers running around the house and springing traps on them. The like the general plot for this game is that the scat team is observing and waiting around the house because people kids have gone missing in this area, and the Martin family realizes at some point that the augers are in the house, and they're like, "Ah, oh, geez, they must be really hungry," but they're also not really threatened by them. Um, like mm-hmm. a couple of teens along the way will encounter the augers. Danny, the little brother, for some reason. Like he, he gets from Weird Eddie the zap gun that he can hit them with. And one of the members of SCAT comes in. He's captured. Another one pretends to be a Jamaican door-to-door salesman to check in on them. Uh, meanwhile, the, the house is just... I can't, I can't emphasize. It's absolutely swarming with augers. A teen at one point will like go in one door and an auger walk out a door in the hallway and go to another door and then they run across the hall just missing another group of augers it feels like it should be playing yakety sax as they're running across the hallway (laughs) Um, but then they just can't run into each other for a while but and if you're not capturing them real quick the game will just trigger an ending like we've said in in the end kind of what's revealed is you find out that the martin family is in the process of becoming vampires um Mm. And you see that they've got one of the scat agents strung up and draining him. And there's a couple different endings depending on, on how well you do to protect the group. So, like these kids with the lightning shooting out of these fingers. Oh, we got some new dialogue here. Stan, Mr. Martin, but you're in serious trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is until 2305. Upstairs hallway. Jeffrey, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. What's going on? Where's Tony? Control got him with the stair trap. Well... <laughs> Okay. The old stair trap. So we are at 93 possible captures so far. Okay, so yeah, let's talk some about the uh, the, the ports of this game, the anniversary version that we're playing. We, we've talked about how this game led to the creation of the ESRB rating system that we all know and love these days. Um, the re-release, the re-release <laughs> was uh, rated on the ESRB scale. Any guesses on what it received? So if this game released... E for everyone. <laughs> e for everyone from Hunter. What are the uh, what P- are the you gotta, you gotta you gotta know the terms. There are young women showing their bellies. <laughs> the midriff. The midriff is evil. Yeah. It is E for everyone, or everyone and ten plus. Uh, T for teen. Uh, M for mature, which is seventeen plus. That's adults only, and 
I guess rating pending is what they use in place of NR. So yeah, uh, it did receive, <laughs> this game received a teen rating after being <laughs> so horrific that uh, it needed to be banned from shelves and originally was was scored M on its like year after re-release. But uh, mm. yeah, this this game got a teen rating in its, in its uh, 20, uh, 25th anniversary version, which I don't know what that says about anything, but is it because it's on high resolution? Is because society's changed? I don't know. I think this just deserves a teen rating personally. <laughs> um, it says I was right. It's 13. That, that's what it says. Yeah. So uh, some other features of this game, the 25th anniversary version has it. it honestly, it's got all the special features that uh, that you would want for, for a game like this. That if you're interested in like the history of this game, it's got a special feature about the congressional hearings. It's got that full interview with Jim Riley. It's got deleted scenes. It's got his like onset timetable for scenes, like blocking out like something has to happen at this moment and at this moment. And like if I didn't mention, by the way, like they filmed this with one camera. They didn't film like all these rooms at once. They just went room by room. It's crazy. Uh, anyway. Okay, so they've also recreated the interactive prototype scene of the crime so you can uh, you can you can play that game as as I did and it was um, underwhelming so um, also there's some options to change the interface style you can play this game with the old school like block little mini preview of what the room looks like so you have no idea if something's actually moving on that monitor when you switch over to it they do not have the super uh, they haven't reproduced the super compressed Sega CD footage as an option. There's lots of random like dot matrix stuff going on with it. But the, I mean, you know, it, it could have been worse. Yeah, honestly, and I have one of my notes later. Honestly, like I think that the Sega CD version actually did this game's filming some favors in the same way that standard definition like footage will look better than HD sometimes. Just, you see all the flaws with it. You see these like really hard cuts that they shouldn't have had in like in scene changes when you're looking at it in HD. And this 25th anniversary version is made from the masters that that Jim Riley made a copy of. He didn't have the like original footage, but the masters of where all the cuts were, so he was able to recut it for the sake of this game. But um, yeah, so the Sega CD version, it's it, it's rough, but it hides a lot of the flaws. And for the time, it was like the most advanced tech that they had, right? So 1956 entryway, lightning fingers. Lightning fingers. <laughs> Is it because he ate a bunch of 9-volt batteries? <laughs> Everybody knows that as you're becoming a vampire, you get the ability to shoot lightning out of your fingertips. Everybody knows. So here's the scat team discovering an auger, peeling back some of the nylon pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, A-team like music. Where do you think nylon pantyhose comes from, Chris? Uh, augers? It's, it's big. It's big pantyhose uh, <laughs> harvesting auger faces. All right. <laughs> You've got some explaining to do. Well, in that case, then, why don't we all go into the living room and get comfortable? Got some explaining to do. Easy, folks, because it's not been a good night for me, you dig? <laughs> you, <Okay>. dig? <laughs> you dig? <laughs> you fool? Pity the auger. <laughs> and then 32 in the driveway. Now, Mr. Martin. Yes. What do you say? I don't like this dude, man. You see, Lieutenant, we were trying to help the unfortunate augers. Augers? Those are those things that were chasing us around the house trying to get our blood. <laughs> <laughs> Poor creatures have just enough blood to survive, but not enough to become vampires. Wandering about looking for blood, hoping one day to become a vampire. Ew! Vampire. Classic. You gotta be jabbing me. Let's talk to you. <laughs> drag them downtown. Oh, 
Hold sir, it. are you jiving me? I don't think you understand, <laughs> Mr. Martin. But you're in serious trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lieutenant. I'm afraid it is you who doesn't understand. Jeffrey, are you all right? WD forty. This is insane. 29 downstairs. <laughs> Alright. A closet trap. <laughs> I like that the trap waited for the dialogue this time. Yeah. Alright, it's gonna be 55 bathroom. It's bathroom and then hallway upstairs. These are the last two. Oh, he stepped right on it. <laughs> he says, oh, the wall trap. <laughs> All right, last one is at 12. We got the credit roll here, but there's an achievement there for like springing the trap on her apparently All right, so now we're getting the all the actors credit roll along with our our title track night trap The night trap <laughs> Trapping You're so crazy Megan <laughs> Christy Ford, yeah, just really giving it all I I'm, I'm gonna give you three points there, Carly. I was I'm shocked you. We actually got to the end of it there, because uh, I think you might have played it less times than me, and you got to the end. So, wow. So I know that they said no vampires, but clearly a vampire. Yeah, they said no vampires, but there there clearly was a vampire with teeth, and if you didn't save Kelly on the staircase, like he would have bit her neck. So I'm not sure what happened with that making it into the final cut, but. Well, like, obviously, no one will get this far in the game. So. <laughs> right, no one actually ever saw it. So, again, in one of Jim Riley's interviews, he's talking about the market research they did for Hasbro, trying to figure out, like, what is the market for this game that they've made? And, of course, they never actually released this game, but he like, he didn't know what to, to, to call this project or make of it either. Then he hears, like, the deal has gone through to put it on the Sega CD, and he's actually, like, more worried at this point because, like, how is this project going to be received? Because now it's on an actual <laughs> video game system, and it's not really a game, is it? But, like, it's still an interesting concept. So, <laughs> and, and one more little fun fact here in the 1993 hearings because night trap was getting so much uh, flack howard lincoln who was the ceo of nintendo america at the time he stated on the record like i want to state that night trap will never appear on any nintendo system well take us to 2017 or 18 i want to say um th this 25th anniversary of the game version of the game it's available on the nintendo switch right now so you can pick this bad boy up for 15 bucks but that kind of concludes our game here like we said the the uh, end game time is 25 minutes although a movie cut of this game which um, I will pull up here playing the the movie cut which YouTube user called K Huntington has put together who tries to put together like one continuous shot telling the plot of this game um, and there's I mean we played through this game multiple times and uh, we definitely didn't see all the footage that they shot for this game so like they said an hour and a half of footage but if you were to put it together in a cut of like telling the movie um, you'd be looking at about 54 minutes of footage that's what 
what this this uh, movie cut of the game is. So yeah, that we have looked at pretty much all of our all of our night trap footage here. So we'll, we'll go ahead and move into the reviews. The Metacritic score, this game, it doesn't actually have one, but I personally have calculated the scores from 11 reputable sources because this game kind of predated Metacritic. But from 11 sources out of 100, what do you think the critics gave this game on the Sega CD release? Guys, what do you think? Uh, let's see, first, Vicious Victor. What do you think? This is when it initially came out? For the Sega CD, prior to the hearings, this game is launched. It's a, full, it's a full video. You got videos on a video game console. Console, something you could only see at the arcade or dream of you know the 80s were a different time well, it was uh, released in 92 were... but yeah it was recorded never in... mind <laughs> I, well the 80s were still a different they time. were a different that's uh, true sorry i cut you off for the record it's certainly <laughs> different than right. 92 uh or even today uh you know what let's go with a 92 92, 92. high 92 all right um hunter what do you have i don't know like uh, every time I want to say something, I want to just keep going lower. <laughs> I'll do 55. 55 for Hunter. Uh, I think it's, oh, sorry, think it Hellspawn Hunter. Uh, lower than 55, he wants to say. All right, Frightening Frank, what do you think? I, I think it's going to do well. I'm going to say 82. All right, 82 from Frank uh, and Cursed Carly. What do you think? Uh, 74. 74 from Carly. All right. Double checking my math here because I'm a, I'm a mini bottle of wine in. Uh, the closest score we have this evening is <laughs> Cursed Carly. Congratulations. It was a 68 Bye. that it got on the uh, Sega CD. I just <laughs> put your score down to a 1 instead of a 5. There you go. Um, all right, and we're going to read through some reviews here. Yes, it was pretty well received, and we're going to read through some of them. The way that the action moves is amazing. One time you'll be watching things happening in the kitchen. The next time you play, if you go to the driveway, different events will be occurring. There's so much that the game takes up two CDs. This is outstanding early effort from Sega, and if this is any indication of the direction of their CD-ROM, it should be a huge success. <laughs> Night Trap is a must-have for owners of the Sega CD, a triumph for all lovers of B-movies overall. 89 percent nice wow how do, yeah a how do you give it success. that great of a review in that 89 we all uh, <laughs> we, said we all owned a sega cd it. right <laughs> that's how popular it was um, yeah so actually i i don't have that many full reviews from this game because again kind of predates most internet reviews um overall people did enjoy like the b movie quality of it and it's as some people said the warped and tacky sense of humor that it kind of added to its charm and praised its capabilities and smooth video transitions like the technology at the time the staff at computer and video games commented uh on how it was similar to the dragon slayer experience which we already mentioned and then like most of the ports of this game they did get some of their own reviews and they were reviewed pretty poorly like it did not age well is what most people said later in 2001 um staff member sean baby with egm would put this game on their 12th worst video game of all time uh, game informer listed it as their uh, among their worst horror games of all time games radar put it at the 59th worst game of all time yes yeah, so that's, that's what some of the critics had to say but let's move on to the users and um these are all from the 25th anniversary edition on steam i guess you guys can throw in guesses again what do you think it holds on steam the 25th anniversary version uh victor how many people recommend this thing that we just did? There's some sick people in the world, keep in mind. 
Oh, there are. I'm going to go fine. I'm going to go high again. I'm going to say 92. I'm 92. With, Hunter, what do you think? I'm going to stick with 55. 55. Uh, frightening Frank. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going to say 82. 82 and Cursed Carly. I'm going way different. We're dropping it all the way down. 12. <laughs> 12% recommended. Um, all right. All Frank, right. I feel like you cheat sometimes. Uh, I'm going off the hit, baby. It is 82% recommended rating on Steam, which is exactly on the nose for Frank, which puts it's exactly him... 82? It's exactly 82. So that, that puts him tied with Carly. Yeah. Is that two games in a row where I've guessed it right? It is, no, it's, honestly. It's because Steam is ironic. Yeah, a lot uh, of ironic. I I did, did I reveal the prize, by the way? I don't think I have, have I? No. Oh, you okay. said you said were gonna, but then you and didn't. Then I got distracted. Okay, something switched to my night trap yeah. cam for a second. Yeah, it is a night trap. Uh, I found. Uh, I was looking up traps, as one would, um, that you can three D print. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what I found was a uh, a finger trap in a in a bear trap style. So I'm holding it up on stream here. It is actually it's got some rubber bands on there. And if you stick your finger in there, you do trigger the mechanism, and it will catch your finger. So it's a nice little desk ornament. I showed it on Twitch, but if anyone else isn't watching Twitch, you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's our prize this evening. Yeah, you could, I guess you could group like uh, glue. Uh, what are they called? The those craft razor knives, you know, to it. Yeah. And then it would do a little, just like a you know, nice little. Just yeah, Frank. I guess <laughs> you could that do with that. that uh, alligator game. I'm sorry. Would you not? It sounded so upset. <laughs> Why would it? Just like the developers of this game, you could do that. You just could make it. Frank, but, uh, I like where you're going. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. I'm, I'm glad someone appreciates our culture. Culture. Yeah, what, what culture is that? <laughs> All right. So we're going to go through some user scores here. I've got to say, like... We're, I've got a couple snippets here, but I've never seen so many people put like dissertation level efforts into Steam reviews. <laughs> like this game had a big impact on the industry and everybody wants to talk about it. So like I covered it some here, but like this game has a special place with a lot of people remembering it from the early 90s and like that magazine driven video game era. And yeah, so um, all right, I'm going to send out a couple of reviews. Melvin, brother of the Joker on Steam with Melvin brother of the Joker yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know with 144.8 hours of play on record writes wait is that for this game or is yeah, that yeah. just that was, he, didn't, he didn't put yeah. that in his notes but I went ahead and just noted that he has 144.8 <laughs> hours of play time in this game oh my gosh alright he wrote 90's FMV game cheesy bad acting classic recommended there it is uh, Frank straight you to have? the point Melvin uh, Chris, can you give me a little music? Really set the mood. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's from. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. That's the wrong one. Uh, there. <laughs> there you squid game in there? All right. <laughs> yeah, give me that fart horn. There you go. Uh, Lord Rain on Steam writes Wanted in my country when I was younger and read about it in a game magazine. Unfortunately, the thing was banned for nonsensical reasons, so it was never available. 25 years has been a long wait. Recommended. Yeah, there it is. This here from Person Guy on Steam writes, This is a great remaster of a bad game that was doing some revolutionary experimentation. Turns out it was a game design dead end, but it's interesting to see. 
Oh wait, Five Nights at Freddy's might not exist without this. Anyways, I wish there was a difficulty setting because I get a game over pretty quickly, even when I feel like I'm doing well. Recommended. Yeah, there you go. Mm. One more for you, Hunter. I didn't put the person's name. Shit, that's okay. Make one up, make one up, make uh, this one up. This is from uh, dark lowercase x, uppercase x, uh, dream lowercase x, up, uppercase x. There you go. Edgy. Like it. Yeah, edgiest. <laughs> All right, dark lowercase x, uppercase x, dream, uppercase x, lowercase x. You got it, yeah. <laughs> it comes with two short documentaries that are pretty interesting given the controversy and unusual development techniques. There's been similar recent mistakes by the media with games such as Mass Effect 1. Why would you call it that? (laughs) But it seems like we've gotten better about publicly debunking and holding people accountable for spreading nonsense. Recommended. That was the least helpful review I've ever read. Uh, I have no idea what game this review is for, (laughs) and I don't know why he brought Mass Effect into it. I think he, he just Mass like hit a personal... Yeah, yeah, but I know you gave me that one because you know I like Mass Effect. Oh, actually, the, honestly, <laughs> these are handed out randomly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember some of them. Whatever. Some of the controversy about... This actually hurt This is really... Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> Wasn't Mass Effect 2? Like, they got the controversy for like the, the relationship scenes, right? But Mass Effect 1 didn't even have that, did yeah. they? They had relationship, uh, but it would like no alien go sex scenes, uh, black. Right. <laughs> as soon as you started getting down dirty. Right. X lowercase x uppercase x lowercase. Gotcha. X. Yeah. All right. One more so for random. you, uh, <laughs> x. Frank. And finally, a helpfully rated review on Steam from uh, Artsman. This game has made me very violent, and I now have the urge to murder every woman I see with a giant modified drill. Ten out of ten, recommended. Perfect. I mean, that's that just that's just any that guy so in most Facebook from, groups. That was Joe Lieber. Frank with the fence. Yeah, a lot of women hate Facebook groups. I don't know what that's about, but. That, that takes us to our scores. So, yeah, what about our scores? Let's give it a Garbage Valley score. Score things from positive 10, down past zero, all the way to negative 10. A zero, that's in the valley. It's the lowest point. No enjoyment. You don't want to be there. Uh, positive 10s, you know, what you expect is an excellent game. It's enjoyable because it's good. But a negative 10, that's a, it's a game that's so terrible. Uh, you enjoy it because it's bad. So what do you guys think? How, how much did you enjoy it? What kind of number score would you give it? Then are you enjoying it because it's bad or, or good, negative or positive? So I'll kick it off with some topics, I guess. Like overall, the feel of this game, like the aesthetic, the campy B horror movie kind of vibes, thoughts? It is those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Did, did you like those things? Uh, I loved it. I loved them. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Here's, here's how we're doing the score tonight. I'm going to score two different scores. All right. I'm scoring the movie itself. Oh, okay. Is like negative nine, <laughs> negative ten, maybe. All right. It is <laughs> so bad, but it's so funny. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the acting is terrible. The creatures are god awful. <laughs> yep. Special effects, everything, hot garbage. But it's mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. The game, I gotta go with like maybe a negative three okay maybe even like a negative two it it so here's the problem that i found and i don't know if you have the same problem yeah i can't watch the movie yeah while i'm trying to play the game 
because I have to focus. Yeah, and we, we saw the same thing in Dragon's the, Lair, the right? You're so focused on, on like what you're supposed to do that you can't enjoy yeah. the animation style, right? So yeah, it's the same thing with I have us. to look at the eight little boxes to see when they're changing, and then I'm staring at that green blinking light. <laughs> yeah, to see when it goes red. The so you entire can actually spring time. A trap, so yeah. until Carly was playing and I was watching, I wasn't able to really enjoy the horror movie aspect. Right. I was just watching a blinking light waiting for my chance. Yep. And then they ruined that by the fact, because I was just like spamming the button. Yeah. And there's times that can ruin it too. Us that we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. There's, I think three or four movie, points where that amazing. happened. One of the best <laughs> movies I've seen in the last two hours. <laughs> Which is saying a lot. You consume a lot of Game video. itself. <laughs> I, you know, I'll like say it's you know it's, it's a little bit more engaging uh, and thought provoking than Dune. You know, so there's that. <laughs> Is it? Oh wow, harsh. Oh, oh, coming in hot Sick on burn Dune. on Dune. Wow. <laughs> Uh, did you see it the did, film? It, or it, the, the new one, not, not the David Lynch. <laughs> I, I, know, I was just like, I was just like, oh, that's it. You know, yeah. it's only part one, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I mean, there's some cool parts, but I don't know. I just, I just, I was just like waiting, I'm like something's gonna happen eventually, right? Yeah. And this, this stuff's always happening. Those little guys are always just creeping around. You know? <laughs> They're just going from room to room. As, now I have a question. Yeah. Were, there were no, dude. there were no women augers, right? They're all male augers. Or, I, think I mean, sexless. I guess we don't really know their gender. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's they They could be genderless. There, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, so the whole family is trying to be augers, though. So obviously, well, they want to become full-fledged vampires. Like they're they, trying to help. Them. At some point, Sheila Aren't though, van- augers are vampires. No, they're weakened vampires. They, At some they point, they, they say that they um, augers are, are are vampires who are bitten but were never given enough like power to become full-fledged vampires. So it says that um, Sheila, who the 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 matriarch is, um, she, it's kind of it's referred to as her charity pro- uh, project to keep feeding the augers so that they don't starve. Like they feel bad for them, so they, they charity project. <laughs> so <laughs> no. Like so, so all augers are vampires, but not all vampires are augers. Maybe so, or maybe they're just augers because they have to use the augers. I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> also, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I, you're the one putting this podcast uh, on. Don't, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> the one scat guy sure is fire. Right? Overanalyzing this garbage. <laughs> just that don't I think too to much about it. <laughs> we need to steal that fit though yeah. for the. The black scat Dan man. flashes. Is that what that's from? Yeah. Yeah, it could be from Dan flashes. The com- <laughs> the patterns are very complex. It's so complex. That's why it's so expensive. Very complicated. <laughs> oh my god! The way I call Tony. The way they walk into the bathroom. <laughs> oh man. For the aesthetic for me, like. I love it. No notes. It's so cheesy. I don't think it was trying to be campy, like uh, he said in the interviews. Uh, like it was supposed to be edgy, but the fact that it wasn't supposed to makes it it's just that much better. I I love the feel of this game, and uh, it, at first when you're watching some of it, like the reveal of like the auger thing and like the neck drill and stuff, like yeah, it's like a little gross, but I'm over it. I just 100% love the feel of it now. <laughs> yeah, like like, like you said, thing. like you That's said, such Hunter. A cool- like you said, like just the, the feel for the movie and the style of it itself. I think Carly, you said, or someone said, uh, Mystery Science Theater. Like, absolutely. Like, this. I said that as well. Yeah, I it's. I, I wasn't going to no, give I'll out take a the point. Credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Hunter's sitting at 0. 0.5. I'll give you a point, Hunter. <laughs> I, uh, I played the game. But how, how far did you get, though? True. So <laughs> I'll round you up for, for playing it for a while. <laughs> This is not how you keep people on the podcast. Oh, points are made up. Might be back again in next June. (laughs) Another five episodes. (laughs) Yeah, as far as like the game, like I don't, I don't think it's a good game. I got a hundred percent of the unlockables by following the chart, and uh, like I was looking at the guide the entire time, and it's it's a chore. Like if you're, I guess like in '92, like if this is the state of video games, and you've got your notepad and you're marking down these things, like that's an adventure in itself, right? To try and hundred percent this game. But mm-hmm. me, who was mostly interested in watching the footage, and obviously video games have come a little far from this point, and like us hitting our triggers while they're walking through the rooms, not that interesting. So it, it took me like three runs just to get the perfect on this game and i don't know like the format of it's interesting i guess like the idea of this interactive movie and you can watch these different things like you can see something different on most every go that's good but it's hard to also like we were talking about enjoy the cheesy story if you're if you're being slapped for missing too many of these things like there was interesting conversation going on and like carly was watching it and i was like switch to the driveway you gotta eject an auger from the roof (laughs) like i mean (laughs) that's that's not good it seems like they yeah it's the game actively takes you away from the story, yeah, which seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, if you guys caught, there's a hundred augers that you can possibly catch in this game, and obviously an arbitrary number. And they were just jamming in sequences like, "Well, there's a dead space here. Like we could run that sequence mm-hmm. of an auger walking through when you're doing the trap." So it's like you paying attention to it for 15 seconds when there's plot going on in a different room. So you know, not. Uh, not the best design in that case. Um, as we're watching this, what they call the shower scene, it's uh, Stacy Kelly. I don't care. Lisa. Lisa. Her name is Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. She, she gets augered in the bathroom, and that—that's the one that was played the most in the um, in the congressional hearings, by the way, because that is like the most scandalous thing. It's like, ah, here's this co-ed who's a woman in a teddy yeah who's these vamp i don't know what should we even call these things if someone doesn't know the plot of this game what do you call these things trash bag people trash trashies yeah trashies putty people it's predated power rangers too right 90 well they filmed it in 87 so yeah how did tony get his sight back did we ever figure that out so there's a scene if you yeah one of the shades come on (laughs) yeah you miss um the the scene that i told actually you'll see it here in a second oh there he goes he just took him off off for a second and his eyes started glowing green and actually the first scene in this movie was the daughter of the family staring into one of the security cameras i don't know why but her eyes were glowing green so it's like kind of implied that's like it's a vampire power so all these like the people in the family they're becoming uh vampires and they have some vampire abilities hence the shooting lightning out of your fingertips everyone knows that like when you think of vampires you're like sucking blood with your teeth the elongated fangs and then you got yeah shooting Mm -hmm. lightning out of your fingertips yeah that's true of course yeah well-known vampire yeah Mm -hmm. that's why he came back in the uh that that movie that i don't remember the name of wasn't matrix (laughs) matrix revelations Mm -hmm. i get that it's important Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that someone played it and i'm very (laughs) glad it wasn't me (laughs) all right well, there it is. Uh, like, as a part of video Important game history. master class and how not to make a video game. <laughs> yeah, like, one of the reviewers said there, it seems like kind of a dead end in video games, right? Like, people thought, like, this may be a new thing. And I'm, hey, I, I 100% support games doing new things, like Heavy Rain or something like that. You know, like, games taking chances, even if they come out bad. Because... I don't know. They can get a little stale in what they do. So um, that's great. But yeah, this obvious. 
I don't think anyone's found a good way to make a real enjoyable experience out of this. Maybe you shouldn't call it a video game, but... It just doesn't feel like a video game at all. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. It feels like some weird thing that shouldn't be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. as a piece but of, like, history, I, I love it. Like, aside, even aside from its controversy, like, and um, like the congressional hearings that focused on this, like, the logistics of getting <laughs> this thing together, like, the this bizarre interactive project like it's a logistical feat to to film this mm -hmm. thing room by room and have it like line up and yeah there's some weird cuts sometimes but like it works the the story like the story that they're trying to tell and i think like this is more complicated than even something like bandersnatch the, the netflix uh, black mirror thing because that was like a choose your own adventure that had like dead ends um but this is like an eight room continuous running project with multiple stop points like it's the whole thing you can skip through the the cameras throughout every scene it's uh, the acting uh, is enjoyable for what it is, and I wanted to see more of the endings and the footage that they shot. Here's uh, Kelly drawing a gun on. <laughs> Wait, what'd she get a gun? <laughs> she had a gun the whole time and didn't pull it before, but she pulled a gun and drew it on the uh, the sunglasses guy, and he phase shifted to a different part of the room. Another well-known Tony. Tony, a well-known okay. power of vampires. All why right, is it, so why was it like his eyes gr were green and she was like, oh my gosh, you're horrifying. <laughs> like, what? They I'm going to shoot green. you. <laughs> As yeah. someone with green eyes, I take offense. <laughs> Victor, what do, you, what do you think for a score? Well, I didn't play it, so yeah. I don't know if I can accurately rank that part, but seeing it the being experience, played. The experience, which arguably is more important than the gameplay. <laughs> it's just difficult to enjoy the game because you can't you can't yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like a game and you can't focus on the plot and you want to because which was funny in the beginning i gotta say like when something was happening and then we had to switch over it's like oh no sorry you gotta go to the living room um, yeah. that was funny to watch because i'm like what did they say but then i, was, I wanted to go back yeah. and find out what actually was said or what happened and then we just saw she has a gun it's like stuff like yeah, that like we missed that wanna, like we we didn't yeah. see him zapping this zombie uh, zombie uh, this vampire with the electricity <laughs> gun until like our fourth playthrough you know right so th that uh i'll give it like a i'm but it was very funny uh so i'll give it like a negative two there was at least the enjoyable part where it wasn't like a zero mm -hmm. where there was just nothing you know, enjoyable about it. There's at least some funny stuff. So All right. negative, two. negative two. Hunter, you gave it a negative nine for the the movie and negative two for the the gameplay. You even go negative ten. I, negative I ten really enjoyed it. The terrible sci-fi special effects, shitty costumes. <laughs> yeah. I love the terrible acting. I love that they have a song written. Yeah, and a for the game specifically. Song. Yeah, and the uh, air guitar on the, <laughs> the old school tennis racket on yep. the racket yeah like i loved everything about the movie <laughs> <laughs> perfect uh and then yeah the gameplay sucks <laughs> frightening <laughs> frank how about how about yourself you know it's campy it's i just you literally can't beat this without a notebook yeah you, you, <laughs> i mean you couldn't or even Chris. i don't think you could even or just Kelly. wing it you know what i mean like Kelly. No wing not it. undercut kelly's importance Kelly? in this. no 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 you could beat <laughs> oh, this without our kelly he's gonna be away for a while guys i don't know <laughs> i mean he you know he does have a lot of free time now though so i guess uh, i guess i mean maybe he could it, learn he's everything got mandated time um someone like send half an hour a day yeah do I go positive? Do I go negative? Do I go positive? Do I go negative? <laughs> Think about going positive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't think that was and the issue, but I. <laughs> I, I, I you know, because you just don't know. 
Chris. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know it's yet. It's easy no. for you, Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Yeah. It's not a bad game and how they like it it is bad, but it's not bad. Uh-huh. But I, I don't want to play it. I'm just gonna watch the thing on YouTube. Okay. You know what I mean? What well, we already did. I mean, I'm not gonna do it now. We've already seen it all. Yeah. You know. I have no more interest in this. But I'm gonna say a five. A positive, positive five. five. All right. Yeah. Positive five for uh, Frank. And Does that mean it's good or bad? That means, it, it means it's, it's, good. it's a good game that he got but, five out of you know ten enjoyment out of. Yeah. So just watch the just watch on YouTube, all right? Oh, maybe you I don't understand the score. <laughs> if it's negative, it just it. means that you know you're you're enjoying it, but it's it's bad. But it's bad. Yeah. So Frank is saying that, uh, hey, this is a good game. He enjoyed it, and it's good. Oh, if, you, if you need I to take see. a look, but it is uh, bad that it wasn't playable. And uh, cursed Carly, who got us to the end of this game, who successfully rescued Kelly and her friends. What do you think? Where would you put this on the garbage scale? I'm going negative five. Negative five. Um, Yes, not because I thought it was such a bad game that it was good uh, necessarily. I know that's the garbage scale, but I'm kind of changing it up on the fly here. All right. um, it's a bad game. It's bad. And I use the word, you know, the term game very loosely. I don't <laughs> feel as though it's a game at all, but I love campy horror films. Sure. So for that aspect, I really enjoyed it. The characters were goofy and weird and the augers were <laughs> terrible and hilarious um yeah. i like that they were trying something new they were they were experimenting but anyways all those reasons combined negative five not a good game barely a game at all uh it's a video <laughs> but i like the camp so yeah it's a video interrupted by annoying uh, interactive parts. Yeah, yes. um, yeah, and I'm for, yeah for for that and for very similar reasons to Hunter. I, I'm going to go negative nine for for me. I when when I think about a, a game so bad that's good, like this this whole thing is fascinating to me that this got created that it was had these notes that turned it into this thing that it is that it's this cheesy yeah. horror thing. The gameplay does not work at all. It's it's dumb. It detracts from watching what would otherwise be an enjoyable campy video so yeah I'll, I'll go negative nine and i would definitely encourage people to watch the like what i've what i'm showing on stream right now is the night trap movie 25th anniversary definitive cut yeah that's that's enjoyable and to think that this uh was the source of congressional hearings is something that i love <laughs> true yeah so here we are with uh this brings us to the end vicious victor with two points uh, hellspawn hunter with Aww. two frightening or ferocious whatever it was frank with five and cursed carly with five so tied on the leaderboard but you know i gotta say that only one person actually got us to the end of the game this evening so carly congratulations um, on your your own new uh bear trap finger trap um yes. yeah so al Tiny that actually trap. frank don't worry i'm gonna make you proud i'm gonna put razor blades in it <laughs> finally someone's thinking there you go wow you could <laughs> terrifying oh i will <laughs> that that is night traps sing the sing the theme song sing us out chris okay yeah. I, I just have a button for you yeah. oh. no i mean i meant the night trap theme song oh, oh. night trap, trap. hold on let me, let me give you the lyrics um yeah with the lyrics trap love is easy by the light of day 
You get the boys to play away. Thoughts are down when darkness falls. Passions burn and danger calls. So don't go out if you dare. You better be good. You better beware. Night trap. That boy will find you. Night trap. Watch out behind you. Night trap. Girls, if you driving a ride, you'll be caught in the night. Night trap. Guess we'll just scatter way out. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. copyright fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Garbage Game Night makes no claims to ownership over any games played and has no affiliation with any developer or publishing company. For additional references on cited articles and quotes, check our episode-related blog at garbagegamenight.com. Or if you have a comment about the game we reviewed or have a suggestion, drop us a line. 